Hello and welcome to another episode of Firsties. Uh, I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And we're going to continue our Lost coverage with White Rabbit today. So, and Samson is joining us. You can probably hear him snoring. <laughs> so this is uh, the first Jack episode of the series. Yes. Which, uh, you know, he's been kind of a central figure in the show. Oh, so why now? Yeah. Why not earlier? Yeah, I I, I don't know. It is it is interesting that, yeah, they... Like, yeah. when we think about it, there haven't actually been that many episodes. Right. We've been going week to week. Pilot didn't have any flashbacks. Or, I mean, had flashbacks to the plane, but no character was driving right. it in particular. Right. And so, really, they've just had a Kate episode and a Locke episode before this. Yes. But, still, yeah, we usually... Or, Jack's been so central to so many of the stories that it's kind of interesting that they waited until the third flashback to do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this episode is kind of reasserting ideas about Jack that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the idea that, you know, he's the fighter, do-gooder kind of guy, or, like, he'll always he'll always fight for the right thing, even if it's, like, a moot point. Or, like, or not moot yeah. point, but a situation where it's futile. Where, uh, at the beginning of this episode, when it's young Jack, uh, and the, mm-hmm. the, there's a bully beating up the other kid, he gets up to, you know, stop him, knowing he's just going to get beat up, really. Right. Uh, it's like with the marshal we've seen in the pilot and in uh, Tabula Rasa, like he he fought so hard to keep that guy alive, well past the point where he knew he was going to die. Right. And uh, yeah, it's we see that that may come a little bit from his dad and his opposition to his dad in this episode. Well, but I mean, he you saw him like willingly not like. Like, he could have, he had saved Boone, so Boone could have, like, actually gotten back to shore fine. But he, he still makes that decision when he, even though he sees the other woman still above water, Mm -hmm. um, like, to not save her. Okay, so you, you do look at it that Jack made a choice not to rescue this other woman. Yeah. Interesting. I do. I see, like, I see it as a sort, like, I see this episode, like, at least from the flashback, it's a source of him, um, like, conflicting with, or it's his internal conflict with what his dad has always told him to, like, just don't make that decision. Don't, like, just fail. Keep you your know. or or yeah. stay separate from it, really. Yeah. Like not necessarily yeah. fail, but like don't invest yourself so much in these things. Right, because that entire like he has made those he has tried to make those decisions like with the last episode where he didn't want to do have anything to do with the people in the like or like doing a memorial service or anything like that, and, but he still has that instinctual I've got to save these people I've got to help these people. You know. Yeah, I, I don't take his uh, the way he reacted to uh, memorial service as like him giving up on them really so much as he like he's very practical minded like he wants yeah. to do the right thing. He knew they had to burn the bodies. They had to do it at night or you know preferably at night where it might be a signal and stuff. Right. But I, I think I think uh, this is more about his yeah like like you said his instinctual need to do the right thing like not not like him leaving the woman to drown but 
the fact that as soon as somebody's out there and they tell him there's someone, he's mm-hmm. the one in the water right away to go right. and fix it. But yeah, I, I, I do think it's interesting that you look at it as like he, he left her to die. Because to me, it was like he can't get to her and save Boone. Like Boone, but... Boone has already screwed up, almost drowned out there <laughs> and probably is exhausted. Right. And uh, was like, he was treading water essentially when Jack went to get him. Yeah. So at that point to me, it was, okay, I can save the person I'm with right now or I can let him die and go rescue her. But yeah, Maybe. <laughs> I I don't know. I think, it, but like I think I that's do, that's like, interesting because depending on how you view that situation, it, it changes quite a bit of how you look at the episode or the way that you think of Jack as a character. Well, yeah, I mean, because you got his his dad. Well, I don't know. I saw it as him basically telling him not to be a hero. Yeah, you know. I, no, I agree with that. Uh, that's that's I think what his dad told him. But I feel so, like Jack's way of rebelling is to try to be the hero all the time. <laughs> and I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that, especially with what happens at the end, where like he has that like turning point uh, where he finds the coffin and yeah, and like destroys the coffin, and that's like you know kind of providing him a, a final like closure, like separating himself from what his dad has has always told him to do and now he can actually go out and be that person that that everybody already sees him as right you know yeah it, leadership is really like the crux of this whole episode yeah <laughs> because we see jack as somebody who is constantly putting himself in the position of the leader and everybody's responding to it by considering him the leader or bringing but- everything to him like he's, I don't. I don't know if he like. Yes, okay. He's putting himself in that position as the leader, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's. I I never get the feeling that he's doing it because he really wants to. Right. I think it's because he doesn't see anybody else doing it. I don't know so, about that. Maybe I guess you could say that. Like I, I think back to that pilot where. He's the one, like, as soon as he sees everything, he jumps into action. Everybody else right. is panicking, but, like, it's his in- instinct exactly. to help people. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily, it's his instinct, but I don't necessarily know, believe that that's exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. So, Your instinct, you can have an instinct, but you can still not really want to follow that, like... Yeah, no, I like, I think, obviously, yeah, not... your, your unconscious and subconscious desires and your conscious wants and need, uh, like, those can co- conflict, but, it, yeah, I guess an interesting way to look at that, then, is, like, what do you think makes a good person? Is it their innate drive to do the right thing, or is it their conscious ability to overcome anything stopping them from, like, is, is somebody who consciously does the right thing better or worse than somebody who does it on an innate level? <laughs> No, I don't think that's, like, I think a good person is someone who does good things. Uh-huh. Like, instinct or no instinct. Like, because... So it's based on the result, not the impetus. Sorry, <laughs> I know yeah, I'm getting that. that's, uh, like, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean... But, but I think that's, that's kind of what this episode 
is about to a degree. Like, it's Jack's leadership and whether that is coming from a place of, like, a conscious or unconscious zone. <laughs> and maybe, like, and it is, I, I do believe, I like, I must not be explaining how I've, like, what I'm thinking correctly. It's like, um... Oh, if I had known we were going to get into this, I would have had the quote ready. Um, But there's a Shakespeare quote that says, some are born great, some achieve greatness, Mm -hmm. and some have greatness thrust upon them. I believe that, like, Jack is in a position where he is getting greatness thrust upon him. Like I don't know about that. And he probably, like... I could see him being, like, I don't know. I don't know. I Yes, like, I think he has that instinctual leadership quality <laughs> that, but I, I still think that maybe he doesn't, like, maybe he does it because he has to. He feels like mm-hmm. he has to. Yeah. It, it, and so, and all of these people here see him, see that, see that internal like great greatness that internal leadership and think okay well here's the person we can follow because really mm-hmm. they are they are all in need of of a leader like like with with son saying who's going to tell us what to do right like we need to go communicate we need to learn how to communicate with these people so that we know what to do and that's what everybody wants mm-hmm. that's what boone wanted when he he basically attacked Jack in the later in the episode. Yeah. Like and and you see Jack rejecting that. Saying mm-hmm. like just not not even wanting to have the discussion. So I can't I can't see Jack really wanting that leadership, at least not until not until the end when he finally gets rid of and maybe, and I don't know how, like, like, I don't know if, if his dad's, if the hallucination of his dad has kind of come back, mm-hmm. can, as if that's going to be a recurring thing uh, in the season, but at least from that point of destroying the coffin, like, <laughs> that released him, that was his release, and now, and now maybe he does, like... I saw at the end him actually wanting to be mm-hmm. that leader. Okay. Wanting it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I I kind of agree that this is a reluctant hero narrative basically that yeah. yeah. I I could I could see that as the arc and yeah, his destruction of the coffin as being like a conscious uh resentment yeah. of his own father's ideals. Right. <laughs> but I also think yeah, like it, even before that on a on an unconscious level or just on a innate reaction level, which could also be informed by a rebellion of his father, he's always been the one to jump ahead and do things. And I that that's why with the greatness thrust upon you, like that's happening to a degree because everybody's coming to him with the problems and asking him to do it, but they're doing it because of how he's reacted in the past. It's yes. And and I think that's the big difference between him and Boone. Because Boone Boone is almost the other way around. Like, he doesn't necessarily have those drives, but on a conscious level, he wants to be the hero. He wants to be the guy everybody right. looks up to and asks to do things. Like, he wants to be Jack, and he's jealous of Jack, but mm-hmm. he's just not good at it. 
So right. when he berates Jack later uh, about how, he, oh, who made you leader? Well, he's not seeing everybody really made him leader. Like, they, they all went to him and they recognized uh, what he's done in the past. Whereas, like, Bo- Boone is really the one who wants, like, he's he's critiquing himself just as much. Like, well, who right. made you leader? He's trying to make himself leader. He's the one taking the water. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, trying to make it, trying, yeah. And he's, he's like, my take on it when he tells Jack, well, why didn't you leave me and save her? Why didn't you go do that? Uh, that was him off putting his own guilt onto Jack, because if he right. hadn't gone out to try to rescue her himself then she would have probably survived. If Jack had been the one to go out because she was drowning, then they would have both lived. Right. (laughs) But, but yeah, I, I think, I think the Boone Jack relationship at this point is kind of an interesting, not mirror, but like kind of a funhouse mirror tweak of Jack and his father. Cause Jack's father is in this place where he's, he's the chief of surgery. A lot of people look up to him as a Mm -hmm. savior but Jack also resents him because he knows that he's not <laughs> like yeah. he's this horribly flawed man. Uh, we see it right. later is like a terrible alcoholic uh, is taking pills and things. Right. And, uh, just not suited for his reputation. But but at the same time, you know, people see him that way anyway. So like there's a part of Jack that I think wants to be the hero and wants to be that person everybody respects, but do it right. Right. And now Boone is looking at Jack as this person everybody respects and wanting that and, but, you know, recognizing his own drive for it, but, but yeah, not really not, recognizing his own shortcomings. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the big part of the episode, and I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, like, that, that relationship drives a lot of it, and you'll see as Lost goes on that like father relationships and father issues are a huge recurring theme uh, did the writers have a lot of father issues i think damon lindelof did and i think that works its way into lost because almost every character has some yes. sort of weird relationship with their father okay <laughs> but yeah jack jack's really the first that they've gotten into that on and uh yeah. oh yeah um Another, like, I guess another point where you could say that Jack is trying to, trying to be that leader and uh, Mm -hmm. really wants that early in the episode, um, which I'm not, I'm not going to change my opinion that he didn't really want to be the leader until. No, I I think that's, I don't disagree with that. But, um, but you know, when he comes back after like, like he really, or he doesn't save the woman. And he says, there's 47 people, 47 survivors, and I never talked to her. I mm-hmm. never even, like, never even. Mm-hmm. And Kate is trying to, like... <laughs> Calm down, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just that, just him chastising himself for not knowing everyone, that's a, like, that is a quality that, you know, a good leader actually gets to know the people he's leading. True. And, like... And it's, it's an appeal to community that this episode also uh, returns to a couple times. Like, yeah. this whole big speech at the end is about community, about everybody should bring something to the table and should yeah. help. And uh, the, the quote that he has that comes up several times from this point is, uh, if, you, if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it. I, I agree. Exactly. Like actually it's, understanding these people. And yeah, I don't. It's yeah. it's still a little funny because as a TV show, Lost can't characterize forty six different people. <laughs> right. Like it really only focuses on these few, and even in this episode, you start to see where like the same characters we've followed week to week know everything that's going on, and just they're not telling anybody. Right. But, yeah. But uh, yeah. In theory, it, it's a it's a call to community, and uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's, the flashbacks are pretty well utilized, I thought, in this episode, where, uh, they, they don't give you every piece right up front, uh, you don't know for sure, anyway, that Jack's dad is dead until, like, the end. Yeah, until right before he finds the coffin, really. Right. And, and, and I mean, um, and that was another thing when he, when they first said that or when his mom first mentioned that his dad was in Australia. Yeah. That I thought, okay, why? Why didn't? Well, not not so much okay. why he was in Australia. I was like, I mean, I accepted that he was in there because that's where it had to be to get Jack on the plane to. Yeah. The, you know, I I just accepted. Okay, at that point, I didn't know we didn't know about the pills or the. Um, didn't alcohol. know how severe the alcohol was. Um, but, so I just kind of thought, okay, here he is. He's already a fairly, like, he's already probably in his late 40s when his kid is young. So we've got maybe somebody, like, slowly slipping into dementia. Uh. Is what, is kind of what I was thinking where he just went, kind of went a little crazy and hopped a plane to Australia. <laughs> um... But, you know, then I thought, okay, well, how is it that Jack's back on the plane and his dad's not there? Yeah. Like, where is it? where was his dad during the crash? Because mm-hmm. you see him and is it Rose? Yeah. That he's, like, waiting with while through the turbulence? Yeah. Yeah. So he's not sitting next to anyone. Right. Uh, or at least not next to his father. Yeah. Right. So... And- and so you know they could have had a falling out. He could be dead, but now now we know for sure his his dad was dead, and he was bringing his body back, which has gone missing now. Which where did the body go? Yeah. Island. Yeah, and you know we don't know now whether uh, like was the body the body could have just been thrown from the coffin during the crash, but is it was it reanimated? Has he but, literally been I seeing mean, the father or his father walking around the island? Uh, what's going he never, on? Because his father like started walking off. As he went to, like, try to reach out to him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's a mystery. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe, even though there was that destruction of the coffin scene, that his dad's not... It, well, his dad wasn't in there, so his dad... He's got to be somewhere. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but is he just, like, a body lying around, or is he actually walking around the island as his own... Thing. Well, he's a magic person, now. and <laughs> he's a magic person, of course. And and if his uh, if his dad is, if he was literally leading him, is he leading Jack? What what was his goal? Well, now you see, you have him in the last episode lead him to a place where he found Locke, mm-hmm. where he stumbled upon Locke, and again in this case, Locke happens to show up. Yes. 
in, at a certain point after Jack has been chasing his father. But, and I think that, I think that interaction also had a very uh, profound effect on Jack's decision to just bite it and, and do what he do, go for his instinct, follow yeah. his instincts. And, um, but again, after, after that, after that interaction and Locke goes off and Jack's sitting there thinking about that last moment when he's trying to get his coffin on the plane and he doesn't have the proper documentation and he's just trying to work through it, then, um, he, or, no, that was the scene that he actually saw that his father was dead. Mm -hmm. That was that flashback. Um, well, you know, he hears the, he hears the clink of the glass. Yeah, yeah. Again, and he runs off, and that's when he leads him to water. Mm -hmm. So his dad is actually trying to, like, in my, uh, in my opinion, his mm -hmm. dad is trying to lead him to things that will help them survive. Yeah. Because so, uh, I think you can look at it either way, right? Because the or at least with the first time, because he almost leads him off the cliff to die. But, but he, that's when he below, runs into Locke. Right. And I, I'm, um, I mean, there was a riverbed, however dry it may have been, below <laughs> yeah. him. That, yeah, I don't think it would have been good <laughs> to fall down there. Well, no, but you could trace that riverbed to water. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, should we talk about the Locke and Jack scene a little yes. bit? Yes. That's, that's really their first serious interaction. Like, they've right. met, they've had brief yeah. talks, but, like, never really one-on-one. -on -one. And at this point, where now we've seen that Locke's legs were healed on the island for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and that Jack is now seeing the reanimated vision of his father, that they're both sort of experiencing... Uh, at the very least, something supernatural or something yes. weird, uh, it, possibly miracles. Yes. And uh, so it's a it's two different people talking eye to eye, both seeing having seen things that they can't really explain. Jack trying to explain it away with it's just a hallucination, it's nothing else. And Locke yeah. saying, "Look, I'm a down to earth guy, but there's something else going on here. This is yeah a miracle." Yeah, and. I like that he didn't reveal, like, why he believes that it's there's something going on, mm -hmm. you know? Or why Locke didn't. Yeah, why Locke didn't. Because he still hasn't... Well, he maybe told Walt about his legs, but we don't really know. Right. Well, yeah, because all we know is that Walt told... told or Mike. that he told Walt that a miracle happened. Yeah, but we don't know if he said what the miracle was or not. Right. Because we just know from Walt relaying it to Michael. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think um, like I think that it was a, a good strategic move on his part because you don't want to reveal too much about what the island can bring. Yeah. At this point. And we still don't know what all Locke knows uh, because last mm -hmm. week he's up apparently saw the, monster, saw the monster or it was implied he saw the monster yeah. and this week he says he looked into the eye of the island and it is beautiful yeah like, so we don't know whether that's what he's talking about or right. if it is you know what he saw and you know he is like so he was so excited this episode to go off on his own into the into the jungle into the island and he won't he didn't let jack 
um, go with him because he needed to find his father. Yeah. And, but, and Locke hasn't returned. At the end of the episode, he wasn't there. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so, I don't know whether that was an intentional thing or they just didn't have Terry or Quinn at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that Locke is now sort of in the inner circle, too. When they yeah. were having the water crisis, uh, yeah. Locke is one of the people they told. And he, right. he was kind of the one who's like, yeah, don't let everyone know about this. Right. <laughs> They're going to panic. And they'll panic well, even more when they find out it's been stolen. Because then they'll start going on a witch hunt, you know, find right. who did it. Right. And I think I think Locke is a a good and bad decision to have in the inner circle. Yeah. Because he clearly clearly has the skills to survive. Yeah. <laughs> but but he also again, might be a crazy person <laughs> or he might be well, hurtful or yeah, you never know. He, but they don't know right, that. Right. Right. All they know is he's, you know, Kind of a quiet, kind of strange guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at hunting. Yeah. So those, I would say that those were the three, or Jack, Boone, and Locke were the three most significant characters in this episode. But there's yeah. there's a lot of other stuff, too, especially early on, just, like, setting up kind of the characters in the back, giving yeah. them little scenes here and there to yeah. push them forward. Right. No, uh, we, we saw that, uh, or there's a scene where Walt's now using the little uh, toothpaste... Oh, trick yeah. that uh, Sun taught him, yeah. which uh, starts to indicate that maybe he's bonding better with Sun than he is Michael, <laughs> even though they don't even I speak mean, the same language. It's really like Michael has to take a couple of chill pills yeah. and get a little bit more down to earth before he can actually bond with his son. I think he's more concerned with parenting than yeah. bonding at this point. Like, and he can't because he can't be that concerned with, with being this this father figure really because he hasn't been that father figure for a fair amount of his life and his kids getting ready to go and or he's going into puberty. There's a lot of angst at that <laughs> point that you come in with at eleven. That kid's not gonna listen to you if you're like just constantly. Yeah, being like Michael's just overbearing. Michael's just kind of out of his element. Yeah. He doesn't. He's never been a father before yeah. now, really, and trying to figure it out. But you know, it's probably also frustrating when your kid doesn't care at all about you. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't right. know what to do about it. He's uh, he'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we've got speaking of son related to that. Jin and son uh, come up a few times in this one uh, since. Uh, Jin gets water for her from Sawyer. Right. And he kind of reasserts himself as, you know, the leader of that, like the man of the house uh, tells her, yeah. I will tell you what to do. And, right. But there's, there's, there's still kind of the others to everyone else, like just being yeah. like, the, they don't speak the same language. Right. <laughs> and like, right at the, at least at this point, there's no, no desire from Jin to try really yeah. to become like a part of their group even though Sun thinks it's it would be a good idea yeah there's the conflict there there's a lot of a lot of conflict in that relationship and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see because Sun wants somebody to to take care of her and tell her what to do 
but I see resentment from her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much she really does, but I don't know. Yeah, like... We don't have much background on either of them yet. Mm-hmm. Like, they've they've been kind of off to the side. <laughs> Hurley doesn't even realize they're Koreans. He calls them Chinese in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Sawyer... Sawyer, again, we get a little bit more reinforcement that he is kind of the shady guy on the island that nobody trusts, and they always mm-hmm. assume he's up to no good. Yeah. After last week where uh, the fuselage was being raided, or when the boars were attacking it, and they, or Jack <laughs> assumed it was him. Yeah. And now this week, when the water goes missing, and the, yeah. they hear How about the Yeah, how much more can he handle before he just, like, says, <laughs> screw you guys, I'm going to do exactly what you expect me to. He almost, he almost seems to... Uh, like have a sense of humor about it though or almost appreciates that yeah. <laughs> in a way that uh, yeah like and he, he's still goofing off and giving everybody nicknames <laughs> like he, now now shannon is legs uh oh, sticks 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 that's right and yeah. uh uh then kate was freckles and oh, i yeah. forgot he gave i'm sure he gave one to saeed and hurley and all that there are super cuts on the internet of just <laughs> Sawyer nicknames. nicknames for people. <laughs> but, you know, maybe yeah. he won't be the most hated after the end of this, as he says to Boone. Yeah. How do you feel about taking my place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how long they're going to hate Boone. Yeah. Because if they have to start lear- working together, then, I mean, really, Boone is, is going to have to figure out a way to contribute. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Well, and, and that, that's There's, another thing that makes Boone look like even more of a jackass is he attacks Jack, and then at the end, he basically tries to blame the water situation on Jack, where he's like, well, Jack just left it lying around. I had to do something. Right. And uh, then Jack comes back and is immediately like, hey, Boone tried to save that woman. He's trying. He's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Jack looks even better for, you know, right. show, not, sort of showing mercy and, like, also just... Supporting this guy who was just trying to throw him under the bus. Right. Uh, we got a little bit more development with Claire in this I episode. I love it. You like Claire in this one? I like Claire in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, that she pegged Kate and um, it kind of threw Kate off <laughs> With the bit. Gemini thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like, when she wanted to do her, her or Kate's chart. Right. Um, Cause I don't think I th- I got the feeling that Kate didn't want her to do that, not because she didn't believe in it, but because she would probably actually get some things right. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know if it's that so much as she doesn't want people prying, like <laughs> since she right. she was the one who she definitely has secrets that she doesn't want people to know about. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. But I love Claire. I love I can um, I like she's so human yeah you know just she wants people to see her as more than just some pregnant woman yeah like well i think she puts it she makes it a little more clear what she thinks of everybody right now after her uh explanation that they all look at her like a time bomb of responsibility yeah (laughs) and i that that makes sense yeah you're on this island and you know everybody's terrified of the idea of having to (laughs) <laughs> bring a baby into the world and take care of it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I liked her little bonding with Charlie. I love her bonding at moments with Charlie. There have been a couple, I think there have been, there have been 
bonding moments with Charlie every episode. Yeah, I sure. I've been tracking it, and I remember in the second or in a uh, Tabula Rasa, they kind of formally met, and they've had little moments in that. But I don't think there were in Walkabout I... or the pilot. The pilot I actually yeah. noticed because I was like looking for who was talking to who, and they never they never talked. But yeah, it's good because Charlie is the one who's constantly looking around and, you know, needs human connection. Right. And That's like... So he's not scared of Claire, as he says to yeah. her, which is cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for next episode. Yeah? Because it's a Claire episode. Uh, so you're assuming that based on it being called House of the Rising Sun? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I should confirm or deny anything. Don't do okay. anything. Okay, I won't say anything. Uh, and the next episode is House of the Rising Sun. And what else do you have for this one? Anything that jumps out at you? Um, I did. Uh, like I did notice that. Okay, so Kate is, or Sawyer dubs Kate the sheriff. Oh right. At the end of the episode. Which is almost oh, a little yeah. dig because yeah. she's like going and questioning him about. It, like, like she's prying and she doesn't really have any real authority to do so on this island right but yeah yeah him throwing the sheriff badge at her <laughs> right you know because she is the one she's always been the one prying her and saeed both have been yeah the prying yeah saeed, saeed has been I, if anybody's been the sheriff of the island it seems like saeed has been because he's yeah we don't really know much about his background either do we no, we don't Nothing have anything on Other yet. than he was in the Republican Guard. Yes. That's really all we know. And he seems to be good with electronics. Right. Yeah. So anything else? I've got, like, a bunch of, like, little things, but okay. I think we've covered the major points of this episode. I think episode. so. Okay. I think so. So, um, so this episode was directed by Kevin Hooks. I wish I could say more on that. I don't really know anything about Kevin Hooks other than he directed one other episode this season, and that's it. So he wasn't, he's not one of their go-to directors, but did a fairly good job, I think. Uh, He had a lot of cool, kind of creepy images of uh, Jack's dad. Did they even say Jack's dad's name in this one? I don't think so. Okay. So don't say Jack's dad. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter, but (laughs) just like, um, uh, so yeah, like him standing in the ocean and uh, then like all the... All the scenes where he's backs to him, or he's like where he's not facing Jack and Jack's not facing him, and yeah. like it, it's just like a weird eerie thing, even if it doesn't right. mean much. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this is the second week in a row where survivalist elements were mm-hmm. a, a big part of the plot. Uh, last week we had a food crisis, right? And, and rightfully so. This week we have water. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that's a. Those are key things. I'm glad that they did cover both of those things. Yeah, that they acknowledged them at yeah. least, right? Yeah. Because now, like, it looked like, okay, water's not a problem for a while. We've got like, this whole fall, so yeah. the show can ignore that element, and the audience isn't just going to go, like, well, why aren't they all <laughs> dying right. of thirst? Like Exactly, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, it's... It's funny that, you know, Jack mentions that it's only been six days at this point, because, <laughs> like, this is this is uh, episode four or five, depending on whether you consider the pilot as one or two, mm-hmm. and, like, it, we, it feels like it's been a lot more, just because right. so much has happened, yeah. but then they're just like, nope, six days, you've seen, like, everything that's happened on this island since yeah. they got there. <laughs> 
I noticed uh, the flashback this week. You know, it, well, you kind of noticed they had the clinking of the glass. So, mm-hmm. like, they were playing with sounds from the flashback uh, on the island before we go into the flashback as a lead in. And, uh. Well, well, no. Yeah, they did. <laughs> well, the time when he was at the fire, that wasn't. He was chasing. Yeah, that that he did. But, like, the first time they lead into a flashback, right. you're yes. hearing uh, his dad's glass. Like, yes, you and, do hear And that. you heard them walking in the halls uh, yeah. to go see it before they went in. And the point of that being, you know, like, they were just like, looking for Trying new... to figure out how to segue into it. Right. They yeah. still, they're still they're trying different things every week on yeah. how they want to handle the flashbacks, it seems. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it kind of made sense for this week. Again, like you said, where that's the cue that brings him into the jungle or brings him into the whatever you the, call it the yeah. clearing area with the with the water and the coffin and the dolls and stuff yeah what was with the dolls yeah i guess it, are we considering that a mystery <laughs> i don't know i don't know it was just weird to have all of the dolls around and then find the coffin and what yeah yeah so so you know they're still figuring that out but uh this week this week it kind of works and it also sort of clues us in that like maybe Jack is actually thinking back to those moments and there's at least one point in the episode where he absolutely was where you see the flashback of it, him finding his father seeing his dad's body and then you come back and he's he is crying yeah yeah so and that that's something fans argue about with Lost sometimes is, is whether or not they're thinking about it yeah whether the flashbacks we're seeing are something the characters are experiencing in that moment or whether they're purely for a functional or, like, for a narrative purpose. And it's not consistent. Like, it, yeah. it depends on the week. And, you know, later on it gets to the point where it's impossible that they would be thinking those things when we're seeing them. But Oh, really? But, yeah. For now. For now, it for now mostly they has been. are, yeah. It works. Uh, it made sense last week with uh, Locke thinking back to his powerlessness and, you know, don't tell me what I can't do and all right. that stuff. And, I mean, in... In uh, Kate's episode, it, they made it look like she was thinking those things. I'm not sure how related, really, yeah. some of her flashback stuff was. but Yeah. Uh, this is also the first episode that used Michael one of Michael Giacchino's uh, life and death type themes, which is uh, it's the theme that plays when Jack finds the clearing or finds the water, and it's uh-huh. also the, the song that plays at the end of the episode. And it's... It's a really good theme, but it's also one that comes to be associated primarily with character deaths. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so, like, you hear it a lot in the show as it goes on, and, like, it, it's associated with some, like, really powerful moments in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, here it, it's a totally different context, and it's almost, like, uplifting, and it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting the way that that can be used either way. And, yeah, finally, I, I had that Sawyer was reading Watership Down, and... Lost has, like, kind of an obsession of having its characters read certain books that, like, sometimes are clues to what's going on or future events. And Ooh. not always, though. Like, sometimes it's just that they liked a book and they wanted that book to be in it. But yeah. fans would obsess over the books and what their meanings were for things going on uh, yeah. in the future of the show. That is... That's <laughs> an interesting book to have... Him right, because I mean that's also sort of about refugees in a way, or it's about rabbits who have to leave their home and yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> so 
That, that's what I had for the little things. I, with mysteries solved this week, uh, we had we figured out who the mysterious man in black was, yes. which is the thing that I spoiled at the end of the last episode and uh, muted out, which and you can admit now wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, because I figured it out last week right after the episode. You figured out IMDb more. Yeah, because it. IMDb just straight up said what was going on in uh. the episode description. and uh, But yeah... Yeah. So we found out very quickly. I it was just one of those where uh, it was the name I thought of <laughs> for the man in black. It's hard for me to not call that what it is. I know. Work on that, honey. I'm no. I'm. I did all right this week. I didn't say anything that bad. Right. <laughs> so uh, mysteries introduced. We had uh, what is Jack's dad's mani- manifestation on the island? Yes. Uh, is it a hallucination? Is it actually his dad? Is it, like we talked about last week, like, the island itself doing something? Is it the monster? Is it what? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a mystery it's, right now. Right. It could be anything. It could be. And uh, I also had, yeah, is Jack's dad trying to help or hurt the survivors? Like, what's what's end goal? I, I think he's trying to help them. Yeah, okay. And, That's... yeah, like, mo- most of... You could at least... Think of a reason with all this why he would have been helping them or how its actions would have been helpful, right? Yeah. And uh, then just kind of a minor mystery I had, why was Jack's dad in Australia anyway? Yeah. I think we'll figure that one out. Yeah. I think they'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like, I don't think there's really been a mystery yet that they flat out don't solve. Yeah. Like, they... You you find pretty much everything out in this show, as much as people complain about the other about otherwise, pretty much everything gets yeah. at, gets uh, acknowledged in some way. So okay. So yeah, unless you have something else, I think that's about it for this week. Um, that's it. Yeah. So uh, next week we have House of the Rising Sun, which Reba is predicting be a Claire episode. She's predicting is a Claire episode, and uh, yeah, we'll see you then.